you think that like in years to come when no one smokes anymore all those fishermen will have no no way of telling people how big the fish were they caught because i don't know if you've seen it but like my brother used to fish a lot and he'd always put a cigarette packet next to his oh. fish to give you an idea of scale <laughs> and i think his grandkids have been like what, what's that box next to the fish it's a cigarette packet no you're gonna, yeah you're gonna put a elf bar yeah, next yeah. to a fish every time or yeah. a little bit put your iphone put or, or your, your your samsung how you how are you gonna know with them they're always different it's like they're like look at the size of that fish well it depends on which samsung you've got so <laughs> <laughs> and also you'd be using the phone to take the picture so you'd be you can't even be screwed but yeah it's yeah. that old joke as well is like that that's not an iphone that's an ipad <laughs> <laughs> it's much it's much it's much smaller than that it's the three-part human podcast. I thought they hold the fish up next to them to show the size. That would, yeah, they do. Big, big fish. Yeah. You see, they're hanging up when they come back. <laughs> <be> like that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be quite a funny Instagram, wouldn't it? Just like literally purposely catching or killing the smallest game like like literally killing the smallest animals and just just holding them up by their spindly little legs like little frogs and stuff going with a shotgun like this <laughs> or just a frog's toe and like a shotgun and steam coming off the frog's toe <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about yeah that's a funny image yeah yeah it's way better than some guy in the i don't know in in africa next to a dead lion or something just having I mean, obviously, still an animal dies, which is something I'm bothered about. But, uh, um, but at least that's funny. At least there's a joke attached to the death <laughs> of the creature. <laughs> I mean, if someone killed me. I'd like to think they're at least going to have a laugh. <laughs> you know, they're going to skin me and make a fancy dress outfit out of it. Like, if Hannibal Lecter killed me and made a jacket, like I, I, I'd kind of be a little bit cool with that. But someone just killed me and threw me in a ditch. Yeah, you'd want to be just someone's trophy, wouldn't you? I wouldn't mind being someone's tro- trophy. <laughs> they had your head, like, on a mount on a wall. Yeah, just hold, holding me up by the little <laughs> strands of hair I've got left. Just Can like... you imagine going into someone's house and there being wooden plinths on their walls with just human heads on? <laughs> like, how long would it take you to get out of there, do you think? <laughs> But it's like a portrait, isn't it? Running portrait. to the left and then to the right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What are you saying, the portrait? Well, like, when you go in houses and you see portraits, it's not so interesting, is it? But if you saw their heads, <laughs> I would be like, oh, that's interesting. That's how you look. <laughs> is that what you'd say? <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> is that what you'd say, for real? Where did you get the head? <laughs> yeah, because they could have bought the head. I mean, if that was a thing. I mean, not yeah, okay, it's not a thing, but if it was a thing that you had the heads of the actual person, then having the head of like I don't know Elvis, you'd be like, shit, that's Elvis's head. I didn't know it was that that small or that. <laughs> you know, you'd be able to have some comparison. You really you? would have this conversation. Like, you'd be more surely you'd just be petrified. I'm I'm saying if it was a thing, yeah. If it was now, if I did it, it would be a bit odd. I think even My- if it was if it was Elvis's head. Then you would stay around. But if it was just a random person, you would leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. My first question, no matter whose head it was, is did you kill them? 
it's like that's all I want to know in the moment. And then it'd be like, if it's Elvis's head, maybe I'll hang around <laughs> to get the the full story, or or at least the top of it. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. Because if if there's a stag's head in someone's house, you assume that they they shot the stag. Do you? Is that a thing? But no, I don't assume it. But there's a chance they could have killed it. You know, I mean, like, you can sometimes tell when when one's quite old, though. But like an animal head, you can tell when the taxidermy or whatever is quite old, or whether it looks relatively fresh and new. But like, no. But the, the thing is, what the point of this conversation is isn't a moose's head. It's just like the reason I want to know if they killed it is because it's a human. <laughs> and not, I am also human. Like, I'd only be concerned about the same thing with a moose if I was a moose. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I understand now. I do, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Have you ever hunted? No, never. I don't know why I have to think of that, because yeah, I've never hunted. Have you ever gone hunting? Never. Have you ever fired guns? Yeah, I fired guns, yeah. Autom- like a semi-automatic kind of gun. That was, yeah, yeah that was fun. Yourself? No, never. No, I, yeah. I did it, I did it, I've done it a couple of times, uh, ranges in America, where it was kind of like we did it as a tourist thing to do, just... So we weren't shooting humans or uh, anything like that, sadly. So no trophies. But, but did you uh, just think, because when, when I had the gun and I was like that, I just thought, I could turn this and take someone out. <laughs> it's a thought. No, it's not like, it's, it's like when you're at the edge of a platform, isn't it? You're like, I could jump, but I'm not ju- jump. It's like, oh my God, this could, if I was mad enough, I could just, just, you know, turn around and I... <laughs> Yeah, I have those thoughts, but I don't think it, it. I don't think it about me. I think, oh, just so anyone could come in here and just turn this around. It'd be so easy for them to kill people. I don't think. What if I did it? No, but That's what I think difference. is, I think that I'm sane, and if I'm having this thought, each person that went up, it made me more cautious. Each person that went up to try the gun because it was like this event, and the guy whose gun it was, he was like, you know, we were shooting cans and stuff. I thought. I was a little bit more mindful. Any one of the, because I don't know any of these guys, and even the guys I did know, I'm like, do I really know you? So they, you know, doesn't that no? <laughs> it makes me sound like a nut. I'm just picturing you turning around, going, "What's my name?" <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, like I said, I shot a I shot a gun. I don't know if I could go hunting. I, I don't know if I could do that. But if I did, I would definitely involve comedy. Uh, in the animal's death. What, what, make a joke before you shot them? No, I wouldn't tell them a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just firing off one-liners with every bullet. Nug, nug, nug. That's exactly, you just took the words out of my mouth with that. Yeah. Knock, knock, who's there? Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I... I I, know, I, I don't even know if I've known hunters, but the, I think there was one time where I was in, I was just on a road trip with uh, an ex of mine and we were going through Texas and we pulled into some fast food place, it's probably a McDonald's or something, and um, we were eating and then just some guy and his two kids came in all in camo gear and and like guns and shit were on the trucks and stuff outside on the truck outside in the window and I just I just remember just how weird it was and I was just like I felt scared but these kids it, to them it was just normal because they're around it all the time so I mean is there anything wrong with hunting I don't know if you're going to eat it I think isn't that that surely is 
if you are a meat eater and you've shot your own animal, you're gonna maybe well, you feel more. As a, as a vegan, I don't like the idea of animals being killed for food. Full stop. But like the reason I think the hunting might make sense is you know because of like animal i remember my grandfather was a farmer talking about you got to control these things or else things get out of hand and then everything suffers so like giving hunting permits to people to help keep the numbers down of a certain species at certain times makes it kind of makes sense because someone's going to die either way isn't it it's either either you gotta kill the bear uh or the bear just kill there's more bears and then they just kill more of whatever animal they kill like deer or whatever they take down and so basically if i don't kill the bear i'm killing three deer <laughs> it's like your decision is going to kill something either way yeah but it's but the idea of someone having to kill it to eat i understand why you said that but that doesn't make as much sense to me as as sort of calling for sort of balance although wasn't isn't that doesn't balance happen naturally if we just left it alone? I think it would eventually sort of all even out, mm. just making the process a bit quicker. Mm. I don't know like why I'm talking about hunting either. I don't know why that's in my head. Um, would you eat, and I don't eat meat, but would you eat roadkill if it just, because people do that, don't they? There's like, if you, if you killed a, <laughs> if you hit a pheasant, would you then think, oh, well, it's dead. I didn't mean to kill it, but or how long if you saw a pheasant on the side of the road, would you? I mean, I wouldn't know. But I, say, I, I eat meat, and even yeah, if I, I saw a dead pheasant, I wouldn't go and pick it up. But what if you, the one that killed the pheasant, if I was driving, yeah, and, and you hit the pheasant and it's like it's dead, you're like, oh man. I've I've hit an animal before driving. I've hit a, I've hit a pigeon. Before you drive, <laughs> let's get this out of the way before the car's involved. <laughs> Smacking it in his head. But other, and the the first reaction is it's you're you're in shock because the first thing I think is oh I wonder if that pigeon's in a good enough state for me to eat. Are you thought of that? No, definitely not. Oh, okay. Right. I, I I got out of the car, looked over, and it was just a. Yeah, but that's yeah. flat. I mean, it's like. I guess if you're not, yeah. I, I clipped a, a rabbit or a squirrel or something once. I remember, like, it. I just I swerved and still managed just to hit one, and I saw it run into the bushes or whatever. And me and my girlfriend at the time had a huge argument because, like, we were both like so stressed out that we just hit him. We didn't know if we died, and for like minutes after, all I could think about is, I hope whatever it did is just like bruising or whatever, and I've not just let. Uh, animal with a broken leg just go and die in a ditch somewhere like that just felt really uncomfortable for me to i mean it's just it just happens all the time but it felt uncomfortable of course you the roadkill rule you know the 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 old bylaw that's still in place i, I believe it's still in place uh, maybe i'll have to google this after but um i believe the rule is with roadkill if you uh run it over you're not allowed to you're not allowed to eat it yourself it's against the law you have to offer it to the next car the next pa passerby. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's imagine you're flagging the car. You don't know the dead feet. It looks like you're threatening them. <laughs> this and you on plaques next door to each other in my house. But yeah, that's the thing. You have to, you have to offer um, 
you have to offer it to the next person. And I think the reason that existed is so that people weren't just like running over stuff to eat themselves like if you have to offer it to the next person you can't really gain out of it unless you come up with some sort of plan to have someone follow you everywhere yeah, like the next person is your relative and just yeah. that's crazy that's a crazy rule you'd have to know the person in order to give them you have to be really lucky i can't stop now picturing him running out of a ditch covered in dirt holding like just a leg of some animal up to and going stop Legally, I have to offer this to you. Yeah. Do you want this? Oh, good. Because I do. <laughs> Your head would look good on a plaque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'll ever start with haunting is the point. Um, I think one of the... One of the uh, maybe it's in my mind, but I, 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 I know that like most people start new things in their lives at this time of the year, don't they? Like in early January and stuff. Uh, whether they call them resolutions or not is another thing. Um, and and so maybe maybe that I don't know, I'm not going to have a New Year's resolution of starting to hunt. That's not my thing. But I, maybe I've seen something somewhere to, uh, recently. As these things, maybe my feed on socials is worrying. Maybe that's showing me stuff that's brought that conversation into my head. I have no idea. But would you um, would you start anything weird and wonderful like that? Do you think this year? I've started learning the saxophone. Saxophone. Yeah. Yeah. How uh, long have you been learning for? Since Boxing Day. <laughs> After, yeah, I opened it on Christmas Day. I bought it for myself. And, uh, and wrapped it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah, because I don't normally get presents <laughs> on Christmas. Oh, this is bleak. <laughs> and um, so, I, yeah, and it, I, and it was actually really nice because... I knew what it was, but it was exciting to open it because it's so it's such a it's such a beautiful instrument. And had to learn how to put it together, and then it's obviously then a journey to learn it. So I actually found did you it. not take it apart and wrap up each individual thing so you had more than one present? <laughs> no, 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 I, no. I'm just picturing your kids coming downstairs to no presents, and you going, <laughs> "Look what Daddy got!" <laughs> <laughs> it was this bit, yeah. It was quite weird because I told everyone before just to let them know. I bought myself a present. Then that sounds like a dig at them, um, but it wasn't. And then my son bought me a learn how to play saxophone, but now they were regretting it because it's like, ah, <laughs> 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 I'm trying to learn this thing. But um, it's quite a hard inch because depending where your mouth is on the on the mouthpiece and reed, and your embouchure or embouchure, whatever it's called, it makes a different sound. It's, I don't know how to do it. Anyway, yeah, that's my New Year's thing and that and uh keto diet yeah and how, how how many hours a day are you practicing the saxophone i'm trying to do half an hour to an hour and i've just booked private lessons as well all right yeah cool. and i've paid for a course on udemy so i got a video course as well so i'm really gonna go for it yeah yeah cool yeah. you have a proper soundtrack of misery to your life by well, the end of yeah, yeah. <laughs> i said i made a deal with my son that we were going to play uh rhapsody in blue it's on the sax. How, how does that go? All I know is. <laughs> <laughs> it's what is that? Baker Street or whatever. Is that Baker Street? Yeah, I don't Baker know. Street. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. I hope you get good at it. Um, bloody saxophone! That's such a middle-aged thing to buy. I, I think, think there's a story behind it, but either that, you've got to be sort of some sort of long-haired ginger hippie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know why. I've never seen a long-haired ginger hippie playing it. But I don't know. Saxophone is a quite a weird instrument. I think it's... As, I have an image of certain types of people with one. Well, do you know what? It's weird. And they're either really cool or really not cool. There's never anyone in the middle. My image is kids. Really? Yeah. Just I could just... Because I don't, I don't seen a lot of adults play instruments. To be honest, yeah. I get like starting to play instruments, like start from start from scratch. I think that's quite a rare thing to do. Yeah, it's, you're right. Because when I contacted the instructor, the, the the teacher, I had to specifically say, I am an I'm an adult, by the way, <laughs> because it's like all these questions about how old how old are you? Make sure your fingers can wrap around the the, the thing, you know, and all that stuff. So um, yeah. So you're right about that. It did. There was a little bit of a, not a stigma. To, I, my parents got, I, I asked for a sax as a kid and they bought me this plastic saxophone and I was, I just found it like a beautiful thing. And so, it, I don't know. I just, I, I guess um, you're right about it, that, but also it, it feels like, I don't know, maybe your ego, you're telling your ego, I've got more life left to learn it. You know, you're giving yourself a, a goal. I, I started doing, when I was doing Uber years ago and started seven years ago and, um, I picked up this musician, saxophonist for one of these big R&B groups. I can't remember the name now. Um, and he goes, oh, he lived around the corner from me. And he goes, oh, I've got a spare saxophone. Come and pick it up. And I never did. And I really regret it. And every time I drive past his house, I'm like, can I knock seven years later? Remember that saxophone you told me to... Uh... And do you want this rabbit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just killed it, but I'm not allowed to be... <laughs> I'll trade you. For the saxophone, yeah. Mm. I could have been seven years in by now. But mm. yeah, anyway. Yeah, I'm just an old So that's bastard. why I think it's a middle uh, uh, a middle life thing. Uh, that, that idea you think, I could have been this far in. It's just like, I need to do it now, or I'll never do it decisions. They they, they kind of, like, saxophone's an odd one. Like I, I don't know if I pictured kids, although I should have done, because what you say makes more sense. But, but yeah, it's harder like, for the kid, because it's quite a big... Also, there's something that I read that is a bit worrying as in middle-aged is that they can cause your teeth to, uh, you can get wobbly teeth from it because you're biting down on the, the mouthpiece with your top teeth and obviously the vibrations and stuff and you're playing it a lot. So you can, it says one of the common conditions is your teeth will move around in your head, mm. rattling teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Yeah, clicking jaw and all that sort of stuff that actually is happening to you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's took for you talk it's took you talking about the saxophone to put two and two together and actually get the answer. Yeah. Uh give up the saxophone, your teeth are falling out, bro. <laughs> are you are you uh are you, do you have any New Year's resolutions this year or No, no. no? I've never really done New Year's resolutions. I think the the ones that the ones that I don't like are the ones where people give up stuff right. in New Year's. Yeah. You're, you're giving up sugar. Yeah, yeah. But is but that a New Year's I, thing? Or? I don't class... Uh, it's not a New Year's thing. It's a I ate too much in December thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's like it's always like... December's when I, when I am just a complete pig because there's so many things to go to. Um, and so January is when I have to balance that out. I have to balance it out in January, but it's not a New Year's resolution. It's just me doing that. There's a couple of times a year where that'll happen to me, like generally just after the summer as well, when I've been probably had a few beers more than I normally would. That's what I'd usually do the same thing, but I don't call that a September resolution, you know? Mm. It's just me, yeah. So I agree with you. I don't like because they're not resolutions. They're, they're just people sorting out their their weight. Yeah. Resolutions should be more important, I think, like bigger things if you're going to do them. 
Mm. Rather than like, oh, I'm not going to drink for January. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Also, why would you... January's the most depressing. It's dark outside. It's cold. Why would you stop drinking now? Mm. I think you should wait until March. And that should be the time where I think where everything starts getting nicer. It's like, all oh, right, right. I'm going to make some positive changes. Mm. I think when you're in... When I'm in January, December time, I'm just thinking, right, these aren't nice months. I'm just going to indulge myself mm. for this amount of time. Mm. And when it gets to March, then I'll start thinking about positive changes. And yeah, you're right about that. Because I'm not a drinker, but I would think I wouldn't like there to be any month that I couldn't drink. And January is, you're right, it's the, the dark month, isn't it? After you, you, you want to drink in January. Mm. In fact, I drank... Not bottle of yeah, kind of like a bottle of champagne from January first. Oh yeah, damn yeah. So yeah, yeah. So there he is, <laughs> surrounded by roadkill, learning the saxophone, cane and bottles, of, <laughs> bottles <laughs> from the bottle. <laughs> and it's like, what a life you have, bro. <laughs> but it is a beautiful instrument. It does look good mm. sitting on its stand. So it's a it's a chick magnet, isn't it? Is it? Would you say a saxophone is a chick magnet? If you're good at it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. That's the nail on the head. It's like anything is a chick magnet if you're good at it. They like people that are good at stuff, but then so do we. You know, how 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 bad, how good looking does a girl need to be to get away with chasing a hot a futile hobby for you? Because like like for me like like if I was if I was dating someone that I found superly attractive but she was trying to do something that she just had no talent at how long could I continue with that I don't think I could I'd have to tell her which is in itself going to end the relationship yeah I guess would you maybe in terms of you know have you ever seen a, 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 a an open mic comic female and thought. Her, her lack of comedy puts you off for me it's almost like oh yeah no Any, anyone that's not good at something is can be unattractive but only if they're not um like a new person someone doing something for the first time is fine that's fine but someone that's been doing it for a while and shows no sign of improvement that's really unattractive and it doesn't have to be a comedy thing it could be anything i think i think it's, it's a self-awareness thing as absolutely, well absolutely people it. have no idea how good they are or if they think they're really good, yeah, but everyone knows that they're not. That's yeah. that's the worst by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like so you like inviting your new squeeze around the house and tr- playing, trying to play whatever that song was. <laughs> Again, it really bad with your clicky jaw and your missing teeth <laughs> and caning wine. I don't think it's impressing her. <laughs> I think she's leaving, bro. I have her head on that plaque. Yeah. But I have a real aversion to the New Year's resolution thing. I I don't dislike if people want to do stuff. I just hate, I hate calling things I do that. Like um, like I say, the most of the times in January I'll do something to do with weight. But it's just it is just because I've done stuff in December that I need to counteract it. Because I remember uh, an old job of mine used to involve working overseas for like seven eight months at a time, and 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 and. So the team I work with would drink a lot over those summer months and then most of us would go away for three or four months and we'd diet and exercise and trim back down and get in shape before we started the following year. Some of us didn't do that though. And they would just every year just turn up the same as they left off the year before. And those guys are pretty big guys now, you know, like not having not looked after themselves. And 
and so I think it's it's normal to have to do that. It's normal. It's it's normal to like do the opposite now and again. If you don't do that, what it's just death, isn't it? <laughs> so so hey, but like my two things this year, which are not resolutions, but they are definitely me sorting myself out. One is um, the I'm quitting sugar, which unfortunately does involve alcohol. Although to be fair, it's quite easy for me. I don't drink that much and. Um, and then the other one is starts this evening. Uh, I'm, I've joined a jujitsu class. Oh. So what about that for a guy that broke his knee two years ago in a road traffic accident and it still hurts? <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. I, I funny that I, I I looked into Brazilian jujitsu because there was. No, some... I'm I'm doing Japanese. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh. I have no idea the difference. I'll be sure to either. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Brazilian one's got more rhythm, has it? I don't know. I, think, I, don't know. I have no idea. Brazilian one, I think, is more. On the floor, oh, you're mat based, yeah. A mat, mat based, whereas the Japanese one, you're standing a bit more, which might be better for your knee. Yeah, because I think if you're rolling around on the floor and someone grabs your leg, whereas yeah. if you start standing, I think you got a bit more solid base. Yeah, I, I think it's basically. I, I envisage tonight, I'm just going to be thrown to the floor for ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, why are you doing it? And because I just wanted to do something that's a bit more fun than going to the gym. I, I still went to the gym this morning. I'll still go to the gym, but um, I, I I find it boring. I'm really starting to bore of it. I've done it for too many years. Yeah. And, and also, you kind of flatline, don't you, with certain exercises? You just get used to certain things. And and I, so I just wanted to try something new. And I didn't want to do. Um, I, th I tried boxing classes last year, and I enjoyed them, but there was no longevity in it for me. It didn't interest me. So. I feel like this might be something a bit different and I'm hoping I like it and I'm hoping I don't break my knee again. It's meant to make you come alive, isn't it? There's a guy on Instagram, I can't remember his name, but he says one of the things you should do is jujitsu or one of his things on his list is to make you come alive. I did fencing last year and loved it. Mm. So I want to try and take that up again. I went with the kids and they, they treated, actually they treated me for my birthday and then I was going to get us all to go because we all fought each other which is really good as a family. Cause you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're doing it with style, obviously. It's like, wherever you have you. You're going to have so much stuff at your house by <laughs> the end of this year. Saxophone, <laughs> fencing kit, swords. <laughs> I'll have two swords at the back with yeah. the saxophone. That's the exact opposite <laughs> of his bank account, which is quite empty. <laughs> <laughs> and my soul. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, mate. Yeah. You're all right, you're all right. <laughs> Are you doing anything new that isn't a New Year's resolution? <laughs> Just continuing. Just yeah. thinking, yeah. yeah. You see, that's the thing. You look, you look the same as last time I saw you, which was probably like October-ish, maybe November, I don't know which month. But you, see, you look the same. So it looks like for you, Christmas hasn't really... You've not put weight on or gone to any excesses whereas i whether you see it or not i just feel just bleh. <laughs> like and i gotta do something about that um so i gotta be you just you just more uh you just behave a bit more in general yeah i, I think i don't really change what i do from month to month mm. it's quite a boring <laughs> it's not up and down i try and keep everything the same throughout yeah. so i think that helps with Sort of consistency mm. um but the problem is i feel stu stuff starts to I, I have quit caffeine that, that is that is one thing that i've made a con <coughs> but that's not a new year's thing it was sort of a december 
November thing. Mm. I decided I'm going to completely cut out all caffeine. Mm. Um, but you, st- you start to question the reasons why you do things. And I've realised a lot of why I do things now is the information that I take in. And a lot of that is just videos on social media that get recommended to me. I've started mm. pouring beers now. I saw a video where they said, if you pour a beer like this, then, you know, when you pour a beer in a straight glass, yeah. all the head comes out. They said yeah. that happens in your stomach. So you should never pour a beer like that at an angle. You should only pour it so you get loads of bubbles in it. Yeah. And then all the bubbles will go away and you drink it and it's better for your stomach. Ah. Right. So I've started... It sounds really smart, doesn't yeah, it? Smart, yeah, smart. I don't think it's true. No, but, I don't but think I'm it is boring beers like that. Oh, you could drink like that. Yeah, because <laughs> you're, are you picturing something where, like, literally, you open your mouth and there's just a long drop into your stomach? <laughs> like it's like a it's like a meaty sausage tube, <laughs> like, like that that squeezes it and has muscles. Yeah, in it. and no absorbs way. into the walls, doesn't it? And yeah. the liquid gets. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that bubbles are necessarily good for you digestion wise i'm sure like fizzy drinks and stuff in general might not be the best thing but um but i don't know yeah it sounds it's there's those some people are really clever at making things sound like they connect well is it that beer guy that guy that's got that american dude that always talks about how you should pour drinks there's a guy that's got a show on my kids watch it on youtube or something and it's he's this guy that yeah he talks about things like that I don't know. Probably. I don't know how many of these guys there are. But it's so many. I know what you mean. You get a video and it's like, eat protein. Just go on a keto. That's the thing. Then it's like, no, you go intermittent fasting. That's the way. And then the other one is like, no, just one meal a day. Oh, mad. One meal a day. Then there's one meal every other day. I've tried them all. <laughs> it's just like, it's... I think you just got to dabble with things. And if something works for you, it works for you. But like most of these things are just like, maybe it works for one person. But, I mean, or not at all. Like there's that liver, liver king guy that you you heard him like that massive ripped muscly guy that's just so huge it's ridiculous. It was like I eat raw liver every day and that's the secret to my big muscles and that. And then obviously just he just got found out and admitted yeah yeah I also I also do steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I do copious amounts of steroids. Uh, so it's just like what? Yeah. I mean of course this is the thing people forget with like sort of any advantage with physical fitness and muscle growth and stuff like that those people are still working out pretty fiercely there's still a dedication you, you can't just take steroids and get muscles you've still got to do the workouts you could just do them a bit quicker yeah. uh, or, or do them closer together um, but the way he was showing his workouts which I found quite funny because he was all about being a caveman yeah. essentially yeah. so he would like walk out into like a frozen river and then like submerge himself in it and be like, this is, but really he's just in a nice warm gym bench pressing. Yeah. And it's, uh, there's no real correlation between the two. Because people, people like to see that sort of thing though. I think that's why these guys do it. It's like, people will see that like you and go, <laughs> I need to walk out into the river. <laughs> I need to, I need to take my saxophone and my wine and my, and my sword. And I need to go out into the river eating liver. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah. That, um, this time next year, we'll be millionaires. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Cause I, I was going to buy a barrel, you know, to, to, to do the ice dip, the Wilm Hof thing. You know, like, um, yeah, so you're right. I, I'm, I'm easily, I'm easily uh, influenced well, by these influences. Have cold showers. 
Oh, yeah. The Wim Hof thing. Oh, yeah. That's... You don't need a barrel. You can have a... You could, couldn't you? He loves the idea of having to buy something for his hobby. <laughs> because right? it feels it's like so American, <laughs> like you, like it's like you know, all the sports, like, all the sports you'd want to be interested in involved maximum amounts of equipment. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fencing thing though—that's cool. You got to admit it's it's like a it's it was really physical. I couldn't believe how how hmm. physical it was. And you don't do it anymore, you say? No, well, they said... No, I did the, I did the taster Just on my birthday. trying to put two and two together here. <laughs> and, um, and they said, right, you can come back and it's 250 quid for a session for, for, to book up for all of us. And I'm like, I've got to save the 250 quid first and then I'll, um, I'll go back. Yeah. But then they were like, to my son, they said, well, he could actually go potentially even Olympic because he's six foot eight and his reach is quite good. So I'm like... Oh man, I wanted it to be my sport. <laughs> no, but it'd be great. Good luck to him. <laughs> Just don't play the saxophone. <laughs> this is the thing about having kids, man. Like sometimes people have kids before they've achieved even any dream, and 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 so when you get to like I don't know what, what how are you how old are you mid sixties now, and and you're walking around with your forty year old kid, you're just jealous of them still. No, I I, um, I I made I said that when I was little. I asked myself, if they were to do anything that I was pursuing and become better at it, would I be cool with it? And after the initial ego, like panic, like, oh, I found peace in it. I'm like, yeah, just let them live their life. They're better at it, even, yeah, even better. Hmm. I'm like, wow, at least they could have- What if they become better at you, at you, at something like within like a week? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, okay, maybe they've still got my genes. I'd be like, well, that's part of that's. Maybe, maybe for me, I'd want them to, if they're going to be better at me than at, at something. Then I'd want, I'd, I'd want them to at least like lose a lot of time doing it. You know, like put a lot of effort in. Like oh, yeah. if they were naturally just really quickly better than me, I'd be gutted. <laughs> but you could say, all right, they learnt from you, because their kids have come and sat in gigs and stuff. They all went and did stand up and did, were amazing at it. I'd be like, yeah. wow, okay, maybe I could be part because. Maybe I was part of that journey. But um, you hear people like even Tiger Woods, his dad was, everyone that was, is great at something, they did have an influence um, from a parent or someone that they were exposed to it early on. Who's that guy that's really good at the stock market, they always quote. His dad was a trader and so he sat in the office as a kid and watched him. So he just wasn't just this overnight success. Mm. Like even Tiger Woods' dad played golf or works in a golf he was a soldier wasn't he but I think he played golf so he had an exposure to it really young hmm. so I don't know I'd like to think that then maybe that I'll be part of it but maybe that's my ego as well trying to get involved maybe I should just let them do what they want to do they're always they're always absorbing things they're little sponges yeah so your kids are going to be great at saxophone <laughs> saxophone maybe they have a saxophone comedy character yeah the problem of course with him is he's gotten them into so many different things there's no way they could be ever be competent to anything it's like like you'd probably be better at saxophone if you didn't have a sword in one hand and a wine bottle in the other it's like no-handed saxophone is a pretty difficult thing to play that's why your jaws broke <laughs> I think the other thing I remember because I used to get annoyed by New Year's resolutions purely because I just thought I, I used to think that people that had to make you New Year's resolutions were kind of like just 
you know, just like really just common. It's just, just such a common thing to do. It's like people that get overexcited by Valentine's Day, you know. Like, You're going to buy me flowers? And I'm like, I wouldn't want to date a girl that had to have flowers or it was the end of the world on Valentine's Day. For instance, anyone that buys into those sort of hallmark occasions and, and things that everybody does at certain times of the year, I just, I find it really horrible. And one of the first times I remember that I, I worked overseas for years in my 20s and I always remember seeing people... I used to take a lot of people to the airport to go home and I used to hear these sort of New Year's resolution type conversations at airports like very commonly because it's like when people go on holiday it's like they get their life in order they find they have a good experience and then it's like they when I get home things are going to be different it's that kind of thing and I think that's very that's very similar to the Christmas stroke New Year resolution thing because the minute people step away from from like the everyday same thing all the time it makes them think how can they improve it and that's the thing you're doing right Matt is you never step away from doing the same thing every day <laughs> <laughs> so you never question whether it's correct <laughs> that was a long way around for for me to insult you there but uh, in fact I don't even know if it's an insult I think yeah doing doing things the same all the time and not questioning it is probably the, a good thing I think yeah, I, think, I guess I think there's something healthy about questioning. I think I don't think you probably don't not question it, but I think you just get on with it like life. I'm, yeah, I've been really concerned with a habit building. Mm. They say the only way to build a habit is to do the same thing sixty days in a row. Mm. I think that's the that's the number you're aiming for. Mm. So I think it becomes it does but everything just becomes right if i want to do this well i just have to do the same thing over and over and over and over and you realize it's not that exciting or fun but it's just consistency of it whereas new year's resolutions it's just because everyone's doing something people are going oh i'm gonna make myself but but there's no real thought behind it i feel i do agree with you it's just a spur of the moment oh because everyone's doing it mm. oh, i'm just gonna I'm going to start going to the gym this year. I'm going to make positive changes. And that lasts yeah. a month, maybe. Yeah. That's, that's why I thought the saxophone was a good one because it, you could measure your progression. And you can do it daily. And it's not the bog standard thing of, you know, okay, it did take some investment, but then it's not like the gym, you know, or anything like that. It's like, okay, I want to learn an instrument so that in 10 years' time, maybe, or just even the end of the year, or even the end of the month. In fact, even the end of that day i should say yeah i agree i think that's a better one like i think like things like keto or things like you know like me quitting sugar that's not a resolution of any kind that's just like you want to lose some weight there's no like this is a change to my life this is you just putting right something that you you've just you just fed yourself too much and drank too much for a little while and you're correcting it and so that's not a resolution whereas because like for me for instance i already go to the gym relatively often and so but but the ratio between gym going and eating was just off a little for a while, and now I need to up the ante. Mm. Uh, but the the jujitsu thing, saxophone thing, they're like changes you're trying to make, and obviously do them regular. To, so it's part of your thing. I I like the idea of me. Here's the thing with jujitsu. I like the idea of me having something physical to do that's fun so I'm not thinking about it as exercise I don't have much of that in my life at the minute and and it has to be fun or else I just can't do it so I'm I'm trying it out to be honest and I probably won't do anything other than tonight who knows um but that's what that's that's what I want but long term if I did like it 
do you know what? As I get older, one of my fears is not being able to sort of look after myself in like I live in London and like you often get aggressions and stuff in the city and stuff and and at, the, at my age at the minute I think yeah I'm fine but like I'd really feel a little bit a little bit happier if in 20 years time or whatever when I start to get old old that if I had some sort of skill that enabled me to be able to look after myself just defend myself a bit mm. because you see that all sorts of shit going down in, in London or in any city to be honest or anywhere any town and I, 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 I get scared of those things yeah for like, the future so if I do like it who knows at least I'll be able to roll <laughs> that's why I'm taking up fencing because yeah. at least I'll have a no you took up fencing and you quit it that's not one of your no, on your I've list got a taste, I've got a taster of it and I want to revisit ago. it yeah not, well not a year ago and then six years ago. ago you'll be sat in this ring going I remember when I did that fencing seven years ago. I should have, I should have gone back to that house and got that saxophone as well. And I should have done this. And my son's 58 now, and of course he's an Olympic champion uh, fencer. We haven't spoke since he made the grade. Uh, hang on a minute, let me just drink this wine. He's got his stand-up special on Netflix. In his life. But when I used to see people at like airports talking about how different life would be, I actually found that intolerable. Because I find that, because I saw everybody do it, and everyone in their their own units were thinking they were being unique. Like, I, when I get home, things are going to be different. I'm not going to put up with this, and we're going to do this as a family, and we're going to do this. And but they all thought they were being unique, and I just thought, I see everybody do this every time I bring you to the airport. You just just see of same people, like, and 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 I I've always hated the idea of being the same, because mm. um, that's what my mum wanted me to be. <laughs> It's the same as everybody else. <laughs> Do you think that when you look at that, when you look, because I get like that, when you look at humans and all of us as as humans, you see that we're so programmable and we're so alike. Is it because we're living in the same society? Would we all be different if we were just living foraging off the land individually? I guess, but we'd still be having the same experience to survive. So, does that ever make you think we are just like some? I don't know some. AI that was created and we escaped and uh, we're like we're like these pre-programmable pre creatures and we've escaped to another planet and we're kind of I don't know <laughs> no it's just me come on that must have crossed your mind that we're like we're so programmable you, like you said it's so typical you go you take a human that's having a regular experience somewhere else and they want to change the world that they've just come away from so that's the equivalent of the New Year's resolution, isn't it? We, we must be. We're the, we're the same, but a program where, you know. <laughs> Do you want to have a third go at that? <laughs> <laughs> Someone, I don't know. It just feels like it in me. I think it's because well, people have the same experiences. And as much as everyone's like, oh, we want to have really unique experiences, we all experience vaguely similar things. So, and we all end up taking vaguely similar lessons and ideas out of those things. And the people that see things differently are able to obviously take out different things. And that's why if we all lived in the woods and foraged, I think we'd, we'd all be, we'd probably be all similar or more similar than we are now hmm. because we'd all just have one thing to do, which would be, survive, survive yeah. so we'd all end up even more the same 
And in January, they'd be like, I foraged too much in December. <laughs> 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 they, need to, they need to cut down on that foraging. <laughs> maybe, maybe play saxophone. <laughs> That'll attract the birds. Yeah, no, I just, I, I, I don't know whether, like, I'm just, I, I, I think this is why maybe I'm insanely unlikable sometimes, because I, I find anything that's the same as everybody else quite repellent. So, like, I, I always say things like, anyone that has a New Year's resolution is a loser, <laughs> like, and it's, it's not because I genuinely think those individuals are losers, it's because I see them all as one in that moment, and I just think. Just the idea that you can't just wake up in the morning and make a make a decision on how you want to do something or a thing you want to learn, and it, but it has to be dependent on like January or other people doing it or this sort of stuff. And I mean, I do the same thing, but I think for somehow I'm above them. But we're all. I, I, I think that's the age thing. Maybe that's what I'm getting mixed up with the age thing. I'm realizing that I'm no better than the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a new. It's because it's a new year, isn't it? It's so much. It's, there's so it's it's so loaded with a new year that you put the old year behind you. It's a fresh start. So there's so many and it, and seasonally, even in nature, it's everything old. You know, the leaves have gone. It's a you're, it's a blank slate in January. So everything's going to be new and growing. So you've got this whole year, this whole season, this whole collection of seasons to go through. So even the world does it, like the, the planet does it. So, you know, it's, yeah. it seems like it's the right time to do it, even if it wasn't. See, you've just made up for your your, your last thing because that makes sense to me. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Maybe it's just a natural thing that, yeah, as the seasons go around the cycle that you, you'd feel like, making changes or refreshing yourself or getting yourself back to where you were the previous year if it's a weight thing or whatever it is that 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 makes sense redeemed <laughs> you're, 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 you're redeemed i think but yeah like for a long time i just i genuinely thought that though people that do new year's resolutions are losers <laughs> i did i just i just it's just like conforming it's like people we talked a f couple of times already about people that when you see people on socials and you follow someone makes sense to you and you follow it, it's just like we're all doing that. I think the the really unique people are the people that realise we're all doing that. Let's latch on to that and make some money. I'm the liver king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's what we should do. We should do a some sort of a I don't know, some sort of get a YouTube channel up and running and just just put this knowledge to use. Yeah, and just be like, Yeah, the saxophone changed my life. I just play the sax every day. Have you ever noticed that a saxophone is a lot like the human gullet? <laughs> <laughs> Always play it upright. <laughs> I lost 12 stone playing the saxophone. Well, 12 <laughs> stone carrying the saxophone. Yeah, 12 stone is quite excessive. Yeah, but a few pounds, a few stone, I don't know. What, it, what is the right amount to lose? Because I've Googled it a few times. Is it? Can you lose, is it six kilos a week? Is the most Six kilos a week? Is it six kg? You can't lose six kilos. It depends, depends how you big can. you are. I think you can lose six six pounds. Sorry, six pounds. Is it six pounds or six k six kilos? Pounds. Well, it Even does. That's like it, three it kilos. Do, I think there's a few things going on here. It does. It first of all, yeah, it does matter. It does count how big you are as to what's safe. I think, but I think there's a 
there's a certain amount per week that people think are healthy for you to lose. Um, but yeah, um, I I don't know. Like it seems a lot that six, that's like what six thirteen pounds. pounds or something. Fourteen pounds. It must be kilos. six pounds. I think six pounds is is the most extreme. Six pounds sounds more reasonable, but even that seems a lot for like me. I wouldn't expect to lose any more than two or three a week. If you juiced, like I've juiced before, like for a mm. week, and I think I've lost about six pounds. Jesus. I think it's it was six something. You must be made of water. <laughs> <laughs> I was a lot bigger then, so it kind of like like you said, it drops off quicker, doesn't it? If you're mm. you're bigger. What 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 juice? What were you juicing? <laughs> Steroids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like veg, veggie juice. Like you know, like this Joe, uh, Joe Cross guy. He does uh, this thing. He did this documentary, Fat Sick, Nearly Dead, and um, Fat Sick and Nearly Dead. Yeah, and he transformed his life around just by yeah. He juiced for a month. I think he he travelled across America and interviewed people whilst juicing and uh, and some people went on his journey. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was a, and I did it for about yeah about a month. And in t in total, I went from a thirty from a from a forty inch waist to a thirty two inch waist. Yeah, I mean it was it was a loose forty, so it was probably thirty eight, um, uh, a tight thirty eight, and yeah, and um, and then yeah. It went down to 32 inch waist you've kept it at that no <laughs> i'm a 34 36 now okay so that's only that's only a small yeah, compared well, to where you started yeah definitely to where i started i've not got that big good news is joe the juicer uh that's his instagram handle joe oh, yeah. the juicer joe cross yeah he's still he's still on his diet so at least he's proven it could have continued to work for you. <laughs> he could have done if I look, if how, I... look, look how happy his kids look, and he's so good at saxophone. <laughs> like, look at look how look at his, his wife looks so happy, and <laughs> he's really. Good. I, I met him at jo John Lewis. It was really weird. The time it was like the universe kind of aligned. So when I was doing this juice thing, he was doing a promotion at John Lewis because he's an Aussie. And so I went to John Lewis in the West End and saw him and met him. Yeah, that's my. Uh, and then you quit. Job. How many months later? <laughs> I kept it. Up, I kept it up, but people kept saying, "You look. Is, are you all right? Are you ill?" Because I lost so much weight, and I've got quite a big head, so I look like this big-headed bobblehead thing on on a stick. Do you know, <laughs> I know this is not going to be the right thing to say, but you talking about how much weight you can lose, what's safe and stuff. Because I've always kind of, I wouldn't say I've struggled, struggled with weight, but I've I used to be a lot bigger when I was a teenager, and I've always been. Like most days, most minutes of most days, I'm thinking about how much food I've eaten that day, have I worked out, like, because I'm conscious of not wanting to be big again, because I just didn't like it. And But one of the things that that makes me flip from an overeating cycle into a an exercise binge where I do a bit more exercising is, is the idea of what I'd look like if I lost the weight. Because and this is there's, there's no way of making this sound nice but it's just a genuine thing when I've seen like very large people that have lost a lot of weight and they've got a lot of excess skin that's that's my fear that's my fear that I could put on enough weight where I would have uh, you would be able to tell even when I did the effort and, I, and that, that's huge fear for me and so that's like like for instance the jujitsu stuff and the the no sugar all comes from like if I give this another year I could have overhang I'm not having that it's like a real big thing in my head and I know you're supposed to be think body positive and everything's beautiful but it ain't not for me it ain't I've seen I've, I've seen me in many ways and I don't like the way I look that's so. a great motivation to have yeah. to do something 
to have a fear. Yeah. That's what New Year's resolutions should be driven by. <laughs> if you keep this up, you're going to be dead. You're not going to see another one. You know, that's, 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 that's how a lot of campaigns have run. Like smoking is a typical one with like, let's put pictures of what happens to you on the on the packets. And stuff that, like I don't that. Know, doesn't that puzzle you when I see someone smoking and on, in front of them is like a someone's liver or someone's heart and they still, it doesn't phase them. I've spoken to smokers that have gone into a shop and asked for a pack and they've given them the pack and they've gone, oh, actually, can I not have the pregnant lady pack? Can I have the one about how it makes you lose your vision instead? Because <laughs> it's easier to bear. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to look at as well yeah. like when you're smoking. Like, in fact, I'd want the pregnant lady pack like for me because obviously I'm not a lady, so I'm like, oh, no worries for me. I mean, I don't smoke, but... That's, I mean, it's, I don't know, I, I'm just imagining like the soul, I don't know why, but like D-Day land is when you're about to come off that boat and you're just seeing loads of dead soldiers, you know, like. Do you imagine <laughs> if on the inside of that boat there was warning pictures of like dead soldiers on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> don't open the door, don't open, the, yeah. <laughs> I'd be the first one, it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> so you imagine training to fight. And not even getting your gun in the air, like like that, like being one that one that went. But like, you wouldn't. You're just as important as all the rest because you're there. So I'm not detracting from that. But the, but for me as a person, I'd 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 be laying on that beach having not fired a single round, going bloody typical. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you be at the front? Surely you know that if you're at the front of that thing, that landing craft, you're going to be taken out. I, th I mean, you have you have to go in the front. Do you? Uh, yeah, I think they probably put the put load of people in the boat and then they're like, right, we're going to go out in this order. But, but I don't want to go in that order. <laughs> but those boats were reversible, weren't they? Like, could you imagine? Like, <laughs> 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 imagine, like, getting on the back, getting on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us, lads. Just fuck it up. <laughs> Oh man, you ever? I've been in the wrong spot in a gig before, like where where I'm like, oh no, this is I'm crushed here. Like I've been like, imagine that. Like, the only way out of the gig is is up the Dunkirk beach. <laughs> I know who I'd be in war. By the way, I would either be the maniac or I'd be the guy that you see in the films that's just pissing himself in the trench, scared to go out. I'd be one of the two. I'd be one that just lost it mentally and would be, you know, have a chain of dead people's ears <laughs> around my neck. <laughs> I'd, I'd have that guy, depending on how my brain copes with it, or I'd be just that, yeah, that piss-stained mess. I know I'd be one of those. And when I, even when I watch, like, something like, uh, what's it, um, Blackadder goes forth, with the end of that very last Blackadder, they all go up the trench uh, stairs and out, that is, it's moving because I, I don't know. Maybe this is a might be different for a guy because it's all guys back then, and you're just thinking, well, yeah, the, you can. That would be me, <laughs> you know. Like, um, maybe a woman would see the romance in it, but we see, yeah, that would have been me if I was born then. So it's got a different feeling. But I just feel like shit. Like, how would I have felt? I would have been in that trench. Like, could I have gone up that step ladder with the guys? Oh, just, I don't know if I could. Because you'd be seeing bodies just falling back on into the... Just the idea of just charging forward into smoke with a rifle while a machine gun fire. It's just a... 
I, I, like as much as I make jokes about it, like it's just so scary to even mm. think about what would have been on their minds. So like, I suppose in a way, like when you, when you think about remembrance and stuff like that, and like when you get like these guys that are like in their eighties and nineties or however old they are now, with all their badges on and stuff, I used to look at that as a teenager thinking, oh God, remembrance there. Now I look at that, I think, Jesus Christ, mm. those guys made those decisions to not piss themselves and, and say no, or they just, they went over, like, it's just, or, 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 or there would have been some part of their army life that involved a similar type thing. I think, it's, I was thinking it's mental. About, there's not, I was thinking about it the other day, there's not many of them alive, there can't be any really, well, even World War Two survivors left, not many. Was it nine forty five? There were some people went early, didn't they? They they signed up saying they were eighteen or sixteen or whatever. So some there were some like quite young teenage boys going like fourteen year olds and stuff. So what was it? Nineteen thirty nine. So nineteen forty five, nineteen thirty birth. You'd say. So yeah, yeah, they'd be in the they'd be in their early nineties now, Um, late nineties. I mean, there'll be a few around. Yeah, I think I think there's some. so yeah, You're World around, War. I think but... World War One have all gone. Mm. I think World War One veterans. Have, but they, by one of the other things, not New Year's, but I've been going into this trying to be Zen, like power of now, letting the ego go. And there's listening to this guy Eckhart Tolle and uh, New Earth thing, and it was, um, you know, look, the way that I think you could cope in war is to, and he talks about it. People that have extreme situations, like either that they've lost loved ones or they've they've had some kind of tragedy you can suddenly detach from the the the, the human side of you and realize you're more than that and then just throw yourself into a situation knowing that i think that must be what happens you just accept death accept you've seen death all around you and you accept actually it's going to happen one day and you just run out there and say well if it happens it happens I'm, i know there's something more I think you must experience something spiritual or something deeper in that environment surrounded by death. Because I remember going to chemotherapy with my mum and there was something about that place that was like so peaceful. Because I think everyone in there, whether you were a relative or someone receiving it, you were just faced with, oh shit, this could be the yeah. end. And there was just this, yeah, I think I've said this before, but I'm sure like, a water battle for especially that World War One when it was just a stagnant war and he was just sat there, it wasn't like moving around much. It must have been you were faced with it and you just thought, okay, run into it. You'd be shit scared, but part of you would. I don't know. I think if we're in trenches nowadays, we'd all have our phones with us, complaining we had no charges. <laughs> <laughs> And you'd be running around going, watch this Eckhart Tolle video. <laughs> this will make you feel better about your impending doom. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't know. However much I read or, or, or watched about the subject, I don't know if I, I would feel. I'd, I'd literally just think I would not like the idea of dying. And so my brain would either completely explode on that and I'd go mental or I'd just, I'd just be one of those deserters i'd, I'd want to get out of it i'd be flat-footed or whatever it was that stopped me having to do it i, I think i think it's like for me going into that book was it, it, you're meant to see the i think that's what a midlife crisis is you see oh the impermanence of life everything that you thought would 
be permanent you've got forever in you suddenly realize oh i don't have forever and your your world grows like as a younger man you you know you get a family you get a house you get whatever jobs and you pursue and then you suddenly your world shrinks your kids leave you downsize you fake and then you've got this almost like he talks about it like being breathing it's like the universe is expanding and one day it'll is that why so many old men have find a young wife and have more kids just to get it going that way i think <laughs> so i think you just want to force it but i think it's accepting that well if this is if I can accept the world shrinking, then there's the, another part of you that grows the inner part of you. So I'm sure it being in a war, you'd see that, you just think, there's something more, life is just, I'm just gonna go for it. <laughs> <laughs>